Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is the Back Channel Podcast. I am B-Mims. As usual, I have my trusty sidekick, 227 Zone, Calvin, a.k.a. G-Mac. What's happening? And we, and we have two esteemed guests with us. We have Jared and Jason. What we got for you guys today is the first installment of our NFL preview. What that entails is we will go division by division and preview the entire NFL. So I have a great resource to pull from. We have the greatest sports group in the land, Sports Perspective. We're not taking no new friends. We got a little bit of Drake going on. So if you're not already in it, too late. (laughs) So without further ado, I want to go ahead and address Excuse me. Introduce our guest, Jared. What's going on? And Jason. Hey, what's up, everybody? All right. So, uh, so Jared, Jason, tell me which teams you guys represent. Yeah, so uh, uh, I'm going for the Jets. All right, he's going for the Jets. And Jason. I am a New England Patriots backer. All right, before we get into this, uh, Jason, tell us what other teams that you support, just whatever uh, other sports leagues or whatever. All right, so I'm a Massachusetts guy, so I'm going to go with the Red Sox, the Bruins, the Celtics, um... UFC, I'm a pretty big fan of the main UFC in general. I'm a Conor McGregor guy. John Jones, I love. Um, Matt Hughes back in the day. Chuck Liddell back in the day. Uh, Notre Dame for football. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. I literally hate everyone that you like. <laughs> well, as long as you don't hate me, that's all that matters. <laughs> that's amazing. That's a, I like, I literally hate every. One that you like. That's, That's impressive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh. All right. Uh, Bunch. Yo. Uh, I'm going to keep the you hate everything that I like theme going. Um, Jets fan. Uh, Clemson football. Uh, <laughs> New York Mets. New York Rangers. Um, UFC. Mostly the older stuff. Uh, I actually went through the first 10 tournaments, even, and watched them recently. Uh, definitely like the old Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture, Matt Hughes kind of stuff. Uh, even going back into Pride, uh, Fedor, when Rampage was starting out there, yeah. uh, Shogun Hua, uh, Spider Anderson, Sakuraba, everybody over there. Um, that was a whole different scene. Yes, sir. Uh, what else am I into? That's it, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, you know what? You 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 brought it back at the end though. Yeah, you were good. You were good, Jason. Yeah, I'm lost, guys. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> see how this, I don't see how this is gonna work out, buddy. But I mean, hey, good while good while it lasted. Exactly. So, um, and it, it's been well documented who G back and I kind of root for. So therefore, uh, we will skip that. We will get down to the nitty gritty. First up. We will go with Buffalo, and Mac is going to go ahead and, and preview Buffalo for us. All right, let's see. Uh, I have to say, 
I thought Josh Allen was going to be a little overrated. I honestly thought he was at first. Kid's shown he's got some guts. Uh, I think he still needs to work on his passing, but, you know, he makes a lot of plays with his legs. Buffalo made the playoffs last year, 10-6. and six, Lost a close one to Houston. Uh, their defense, of course, is a monster. It's no secret. I think this year they're looking for some more offense, so they pulled in Stefan Diggs. <clears throat> uh, they're going to couple him with Cole Beasley and I can't think of the dude's last name. John, the fast guy from Miami, John Brown. So oh, yeah. they've got a decent, you know, they've got Brown's the, the deep threat. Beasley will kill you on the short routes, you know, over the middle. He's mini Julian Edelman, I feel like. Diggs can be the possession guy, run the intermediates. If Allen can get his passing going, I think they're going to be a real problem. Uh, I think I read somewhere he upped his completion percentage to 58%. That's not going to cut it. I think he needs to bring that up some more. But uh, I think their biggest hole or question mark, I'll say, I won't say it's a hole, is that running back. They've got Singletary. He did some things last year. They lost old vet Frank Gore. Bringing in rookie Zach Moss, I guess, for the two-headed kind of running back attack. feel like lost in the shuffle of this is TJ Yeldon. Of course, I'm probably a little biased because I'm a Jags fan, but he was always a fantastic third-down guy, catching out of the backfield. Uh, if they get some production, their running game was already pretty solid because of Allen, too. So if they can get some production out of their passing game with the pieces that they've added, I think they're in good shape. I would say I've got them going about 10 and 6 again. Maybe 11 and 5. Um, they'll definitely compete for the division title, but I'm not ready to give it to them like everybody else is. So we'll see if their defense comes back and plays the same way it did last year. They added Josh Norman, which <laughs> despite his name doesn't help, doesn't make or break them. He's probably going to play a lot of nickel. Their two corners are pretty solid. So he could be an asset. He could be a liability, but they don't technically need him. So I think they're looking at definitely a successful season. 10 and 6, 11 and 5 is what I see and competing for the division title, but I'm not going to crown him. Okay. Hmm. So even though theoretically they're they'll probably have a tougher schedule they actually don't they, they don't. don't they have one of the easiest in the league hmm. I like their defense definitely you can't not like them yeah I like their defense but uh, I don't know about I don't know about Alan <laughs> you not sold yet okay let me give you this the dude's tied for game-winning drives last year with Russell and Deshaun Watson. Yeah. But, okay, look, look. here's what, I love stats like that. Because what they don't tell you is, I mean, granted, I mean, he's tied for game-winning drives. But, those games aren't ever 34-31. You know what I mean? They were probably like 17-13. Meaning that defense kept him in it. Agreed. Yeah. Oh. And I just, and, and that's not that's not 
that's not obviously a character flaw. I'm just saying that. I mean, there's tape now, and I think there is. I don't know. I just I don't really think I think he has one. He's one of those guys that can throw the ball really hard and really far, but he can't do anything aside from that. That's just me. That's just me, though. Um, let's put it this way. I don't worry about. I don't worry about Allen. I I just worry about when I when we play them. I just worry about us doing dumb stuff to get give them short fields. Gotcha. That's what I, how I feel about them. But I mean, hey, what, what do you guys think about that? No, I agree with the kind of assessment. I think ten and six. Uh, I even go so far as they at their record, looking at the division of who they're playing against this year is pretty good and uh, not to jump ahead a little bit too much, but I definitely can see them challenging for the title this year and uh, dethroning my team. Yeah, I, I got to agree. Um, back to the stat thing really quick. That whole come from behind victories or game winning drives kind of stat, that, that means you were down first though. Mm-hmm. Like you, you spent yep. three plus quarters not getting it done on one side of the ball or the other. It's not always the offense. You could occasionally have the the 45-42, you know, close game. Unlikely, but um, they they should take the division uh, just because they got the Jets, they got the Dolphins, and they've got the Patriots who've lost everything. Yes, yes. But... Mm-hmm. Similar. I'm not going to crown him yet because the uh, hoodie. Uh, no, I, I, until the Patriots lose it, it's their division. Right. Um, Thank you. Like they, Thank you. Like it hurts. Like it. Uh, I physically died a little inside saying that. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, you you got to win it. I mean, Matt Castle went 11 and five. So correct. I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I think he went ten and six. It was he, Matt he beat the Jets. It was Matt Castle. It was Matt Castle. <laughs> <laughs> the important part was the beginning. Matt yeah. Castle. Was- <laughs> everything else doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, that was funny. Both of y'all at the same time was like, "It's Matt Castle." Yeah. Like, don't worry about that other stuff. It's Matt Castle. But um, so you get so I I just. I, I agree with Punch, man. There's I, there's nothing that's going to make me... There's nothing in that division that says that's not Belichick's. Agreed. Agreed. Man, uh, I'm, I'm the hopeful. most pessimistic one, and I'm, I'm the Patriots fan here. Yeah. I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'm optimistic. I want it to happen. Um, but it, until it does, it didn't. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, okay. So One more thing. As far as yeah. the Josh Allen game-winning drives, the two key words there are game-winning. Yes. Yep. Yeah, he did pull it out. Nobody has a stat about mm-hmm. times you almost won the game. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, good point. You got to give credit what credit is due mm-hmm. when he did that. Yep. But again, I would love to see, I would love to see, like, the scores of those games because I doubt they were of those, oh my goodness, like, you know, Bond said, 45-42. Yeah. Like, mm-mm. like that's what that's what I'm saying, like, 
Um, it just reminds me like of the Cowboys that year that they, uh, ran, they I think they went 13 and three. Um, they were, they averaged, um, they averaged 4.3 yards on first down. On first down. Wow. First down runs. On first down runs, they averaged 4.3. Like, they're there. So, like, you had no choice but to get first downs and move yeah. the ball and be 13-3. So, that's kind of how I look at, I look at kind of, hey, you had, you know, second for uh, uh, comeback, you know, come from behind victories when, if it's 17-13, praise the Lord for that defense, a la Tebow with the Broncos. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. Allen's way better than Tebow. But I'm just saying, I'm not overly, like, impressed by that stat, by the way. But it is what it is. I just took a look so, at their record from last year. I'm looking at their scores. They only had one game where they lost by, I think, more than a touchdown. They lost yeah, they kept it close, most game. of them. Yeah. They should have pulled some of them out. Yes. Yeah. Including the Houston playoff yeah. game. Yeah. Everything was like a yeah, one-score I mean, game except for one game against the Eagles. Most definitely. I mean, I like, aside from, I mean, great defense, and aside from, I don't know what he was doing with, what's that, that quarterback's name? Peterman? Peterman? Right, yep. Peterman. Yes, Peterman. Nate Peterman. Aside from that, McDermott's a good coach. Yeah. Like, but, but I still don't understand uh, and there's no chance of him listening to this, but I have no idea like what pictures they had on him or whatever. But that dude, <laughs> yeah, why he put him under center instead of Tyrod, I don't understand. But, but yeah, like they, they're a solid squad. But again, hoodie, hoodie, hoodie. Yep. But okay, oh, hold on. Just, next up, just to go back to that thing one more time. Um, in the same breath, you know, we're not not that impressed that Allen's doing it, but you always say, oh, well, you know, two minutes left on the clock, you're down by four. Who's, you know, who do you want to have the ball? Is it Aaron Rodgers? Is it Russell Wilson? And if Allen is being mentioned in the same breath as those guys, if he can continually do that, then that that's a reputation he's gaining them. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. True, true story. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's no, you know, we, there's no refuting that. Only, yeah, you talk about clutch gene. Not that I'm accusing <laughs> Josh Allen of having anything related to whatever that means, but Ooh, slow down, slow down. We don't want to, like, I, I said the words too close together. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to accuse that. Okay, by clutch, you better, you better mean a manual shifting car. Yeah, yes, that's okay, yes, not All automatic. Right. <laughs> okay, good. Good. Okay, so we're on that. So, next up uh, would be me, I believe, and that will be Miami. So, interesting fact: last nine games, Miami went five and four. Okay, so as we sit back and we look at them, I, I personally was a little skeptical about Flores, and um, just because we talked about this on the pod before, pretty much. Actually, this was a, a testament to Belichick. Pretty much all of, his, all of his assistants have been trash anywhere they've been, with the exception of O'Brien. And O'Brien, O'Brien's had the, probably the best run out of anybody. But um, we all see 
kind of that he's probably he probably shouldn't be a GM and a head Correct. coach. No, he's but yeah, no, he just gave up nuke for nothing. So yeah, yeah. So um, this is really this is really interesting. I think we have a we had, and I'll tell you why I'm using past tense. We had a chance to actually do something this year and build on that momentum. I was pretty excited about it because um, in free agency, we got uh, Matt Breida. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Called <laughs> the Cheetah. <laughs> yeah, the Cheetah Breida. So, um, and we've actually got some pretty pretty fast guys in that backfield. I mean, uh, Patrick Laird and even uh, your guy from uh, Washington, Miles Gaskin. And we even got the guy from... Uh, uh, he played college at Indiana, but he's with Chicago. Uh, Jordan Howard. Howard. Yep. Yeah, um, that's him. Yeah. So I was looking at like, wow, okay, that's a pretty decent uh, running back room. Then we start when you start looking at uh, wide receiver, we were pretty deep. We had uh, like Devontae Parker. We had Alan Hearns. Ooh, because uh, he played at. He played at Miami, so boo him. Um, <laughs> and then we had the guy, uh, this cat, Jaquim, Jaquim Green, who apparently on a handheld watch ran a 4140. Oh, well, well, that's, that's not slow. No. Yeah, but it doesn't say anything about his hands. Right, right. But I'm just saying uh, that and uh, Albert Wilson. And here's why I say hat. Um, Alan Hearns, though I booed him, and Albert Wilson, they're both opting out of the season because COVID-19. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, along with something else to lament the had, Chad Johnson is trying to make a comeback. <laughs> I hope. Oh, God, I hope y'all sign him. <laughs> well, I don't know why you're hoping because we're going to do <laughs> We're, we're going to get. He looked fast in that video. <laughs> well, no, he. Hold on, Chad. Oh no, no, it. it wasn't Chad. That was Tio, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Tio. Yeah. No, but I did see a video of him running the treadmill. He was. He had. Yeah. Pretty oh, I saw it. That's not running around or catching yeah. the ball, but still. Like I, I don't doubt Chad can still be serviceable, but. <sighs> yeah, Miami's gonna sign him. I just, I, I, well, well, you know what? I take that back. I think Flores and um, the other guy from New England, uh, that who's now in the front office GM, I think they're actually doing really good things. Because I was skeptical because we we did pretty well with um, we got rid of uh, Tunzel and Mika Fitzpatrick, which I now I'll be on the record. I I was like. Like so, I was like, black people don't do mess. So why why y'all give away mention? <laughs> but we got uh, picks five and eighteen as a result of getting rid of those two, and we actually turned those into pretty good, uh, uh, pretty good picks. So I am not I am not upset right now with what's going on. Um, now. Again, that while I say I have a problem with the had, is we signed Eric Flowers. 
Eric Flowers. He's still getting jobs, bro. We signed him last year, I think. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to even say. But we actually have pretty – the hope is we uh, – defensively, we'll, we'll be stout. We'll be good defensively. Uh, we got the, the Strogish kid from UNC. We, again, Christian Wilkins, who who uh, who I think he he led like all defensive tackles, and I forgot what stat that was, but he he led them in a very good uh, stat. And then um, we drafted Raekwon Davis, and I don't know why he kind of he kind of fell out of favor with a lot of people, but uh, I remember him being pretty good at Bama. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with that. We got uh, your guy from uh, New England, the Vanoy guy, Kyle Vanoy, and um, yep. and I I like the I like uh, we have Shaq Lawson, yeah. and and we got the Wisconsin we got a couple of Wisconsin guys playing linebacker, and one kind of looks like that a la um, uh, Clay Matthews long hair kind of right. thing, mm-hmm. that kind of Thor looking thing, whatever. <laughs> They may, they may not be the most uh, fleet of foot, but usually uh, Wisconsin guys are pretty like they're pretty like task disciplined, and they um, they're usually I mean they're they're solid. They're not gonna wow you with off the charts with ath- athleticism, but they usually I mean they're they'll hang yeah. around, they'll do what they have yeah, to do. Big country boys. Um, and then also, I'm very happy about this. We drafted Curtis Weaver, the kid out of Boise State. Uh, pass rushing guy um real real good real good dude uh he had a better he had a uh, better um 2018 than he did 19 though some injuries kind of uh mess with him but i like it not real crazy about the byron jones all that money we gave him yeah um it's like eight like 82 million yeah it was too much yeah but um but that just tells me um, they're not. He's not going to see a, but a fraction of that. So, um, but yeah, I look at that and I, I like I like Flores. I I think he is not playing around. I think of all the guys, I think he's the one that actually will be solid. And I'm really interested how we're going to play New England. I'm really because generally we usually play New England tough. And um, at least every other year. <laughs> and, uh, but um, so that being said, I think at this point, if we go eight and eight, I, I consider that a, a win. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. But, but but I don't think I don't I don't think that's far fetched, though. No. OK. All right. Let me ask you this. You gave us all the icing. Now let's get to the cake. What about Tua? I specifically left off Tua because everyone knew that I'm assuming everyone was waiting on me to say about Tua. I think this. If if we can somehow, someway help Eric Flowers (laughs) off the field. (laughs) Right, exactly. Exactly. If we can somehow, some way, find somebody that can get get him, or just basically protect to him, um, because well, he's not going to be started first. Because uh, I know, like a lot of people like to say, you know, 
the first four games, Fitzpatrick is Fitz Magic. After that, he's Fitz Tragic. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I mean, I think we're just. I think we have a decent start. And at some point in time, around the fifth or sixth game, I think Tua gets it. And I, I, I like Tua. I've liked Tua the last three years. And contrary to other people on this pod, I still think he was the best. I think he was the best college quarterback. What he played, like like ever you want to, a specific mm-hmm. season? No, 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 no. I'm just saying these last these the years that he played his his uh his sophomore and junior year. I just think he um aside. I mean, you will. I won't count the uh, Joe Burrow year because nobody was beating no. Joe, no. Joe Burrow. Correct, right? correct. Yeah. But um, but but the the year after they won, after he came off the bench and won the national championship, dude, nobody th- nobody threw the ball. Through um, receivers open better than he did, and I know we love to say that he had Jerry Judy, Rugs, and all these other guys. But if you watch a lot of those throws, those guys did not break stride. I mean, and and it wasn't like they were just like four or five, you know, yards ahead. They're just super wide open windows. Do do put the ball on the money, like yeah. like Gio tell you. I've been consistent about Tua as much as that makes me hurt to say it about Alabama. Like, I just don't think there was, there was better, there was a better quarterback. If you, if you tell me, Hey, I want my guy to do this and not worry about, Oh, if he runs a four or five or whatever, two was that dude. Like two was that guy for me. It's just people wonder like, Hey, is he going to hold up at that? Right. And, the, and my answer is, I don't know. Cool. But what I do like about what I think Flores is doing while he knows that quarterback position is important, he is not designing that team around all offense. Sure. Yep. Because he knows how it, he, well, he learned from, I mean, the hoodie, but also too, I mean, he knows that like, hey, you can't, you can't do it all on offense and then just hope to stop somebody on, you know, to be lucky. So, anyway, now, have that. So Tua, um, I, I think he's sitting for a while. I don't think they have very many plans to to play him this season at all. Uh, having what they got, they got Josh Rosen and Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yes, both. Yeah, uh, I think he's he's manning a clipboard. They're they gonna make sure his hip is good, no. his ankle's good. I think they'll hold on to him, um, but just as learning, Fitzpatrick isn't more than a year. He's not sticking around. No. For sure. For sure. Again, he's going to go somewhere else in the AFC East. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah just, you only got one of the yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's only got to go to the Pats and, yeah. hey, who's their QB <laughs> next year? They don't know. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah. So they realize that Rosen, they'll keep him around in case. If two is the future, they're going to let him hold a clipboard. Make sure you're healed up. Get reps in practice. See how you go. Maybe get some time at the end of the season if it's looking like garbage. But well, well, I think that you hit the nail on the head. If it's looking like garbage, like if they're still competitive midway through the season, and you know, depending on how Fitzpatrick's going at that point, you know, do they still hold them yeah. out? Like if, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, if they're, I mean, he was just 
uh, kind of predicting a, an eight and eight team. We're talking about yeah. if they're competitive. It, if anybody in the eight AFC eight. East doesn't yeah. run away with it, they're yeah. just competitive by, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So it, it depends if, yeah. I got it. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't, I don't even know if I would play him. I if, wouldn't. And I to, think to that, make sure he's healthy. Correct. I think that's always every team's approach. But, you know, if he's healthy, if we get some practice video of him dropping some dimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The reporters start asking questions, the fans start talking. Especially if they're not good. The pressure's coming. And I think Mim said game five or six. I think that's where we're headed. Mm -hmm. Like. Like, make no mistake, Fitzpatrick is around as the insurance for Josh Rosen. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. Not, but, but he'll find his not, way in the game. No, no, no. I mean, the, the thing about it is they they want Josh because Josh is younger. And, okay, cool. Jo- Josh has probably more tools, I mean, on paper uh, than uh, Fitzpatrick. So they kind of want Josh to do that. But in case Josh clearly is not it, we have Fitzpatrick. To we know that for you know he's a steady pro and he is, you know what I mean. Like we we can trust him. Super smart guy and all that other all those other intangible buzzwords that that give uh, GMs hard on that don't mean anything. Yeah, in, you know the course of a game. But um, so he's there for Rosen, not for two. Sure. So. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I hear you, but I think five or six because I, I think if the guy's healthy going, they say, well, actually five or six may be a little bit ambitious, but um, because now he's allowed to practice with a helmet on. Yep. So, I mean, but I just know just reading the stuff about the dude, the dude, the dude is a natural for that position. He's a, I mean, that's just that. He's just that guy. He, he's, he's really good at what he does. And he's smart. He picks up offenses really quick. He would, you know, he's just, he just knows. He's a, he's a polished. He came into Alabama polished. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's going to be hard to keep him, especially when, you know, they're, he's out there zipping the ball here and there. And then, like, you know, the ball comes in different than it does from Rosen or Fitzpatrick. And the receivers are like, well, hey, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> hey. But you're also assuming you he can step in day yeah. one. He spent how much time off the field and now moving up to the NFL? How much has the game sped up and he hasn't gotten used to it yet? True. Well, again, that's why I'm saying five or six, and even that may be ambitious. I'm not saying, like, okay, week one, he's a starter. Okay. I know better than that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No. Question. Oh, the game, oh, sorry. Game five, game five or six. Like he's 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 watched that speed. Mm-hmm. He's he's absorbed it because think about it. He played like how many snaps? How many snaps at Alabama before he came in the national championship yeah. game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and granted, Alabama is not the pros, but the last time he was playing was in Hawaii. You think he's seen anything like the speed? That Georgia threw on the field? No. no. Not even in Hawaii. And look what he did. Let's to that. credit Georgia for the worst cover two in history. 
Yeah. Yes. But, that, but, but, but you're talking about you're talking about one play when they had the game one. That was the play. Yeah. No, again, I, again, I'm saying like he got them there because Hurt Hurts was through. Yeah. yeah. Georgia had that. Georgia had For that. For sure. But anyway, Jason. No, I was saying, what do you think Miami's record is going to be? Like, if you're saying week five or six before he steps on the field, what do you think the record has to be before he steps on the field at that point? Like, if they're four and two, do you think he steps on as opposed to if they're like one and five at that point? Uh, four and two, probably. Probably not. Well, let me ask you this. Well, I'll say this. It depends on how you got that four and two. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is it ugly or not? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is it like is it, okay? Is it Trent Dilfer offense? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like onside Kyle kicks Bowler. and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kyle Bowler. Yeah. So yeah, so it depends. Now, if 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 we're doing twenties, whatever. No, nah, I think you, I think you, you do whatever you can to keep who's ever. Uh, Oh, who am I kidding? Fitzpatrick, <laughs> uh, comfortable. Um, just so he, you don't want him looking over his shoulder. You don't want to ruin a good thing. So, uh, but if it's, um, if it's, we're averaging 13.8 points a game, but only giving up nine and we're four and two. Yeah. He's, he's getting in. Yeah. Uh, also earlier, you said Josh Rosen young, he's in his third season now though. So he's almost done with that rookie contract. Yep. He's got to yeah. start putting up. Yeah, but but here, here's the beauty of it. Here's the beauty of like Miami and NFL teams in general do this. They'll ice the hell out of you. Yeah. And and guess what? Well, hey, and then turn around and say, you know what? You haven't really done anything to earn a big contract. Yeah, drive your value down. <laughs> yeah. And then and then they'll sell it to you like this. You already know the offense. You know everybody here. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go somewhere else and we, take the risk? We've been building something hey, here. Do you do you want to move? Do you want to pack your house up again? Yeah. See how you started off in Arizona. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, yeah. It's I mean, that's easy, man. Please. And, if, and if they're, they're the shrewdest, they're the shrewdest businessmen. Like, like I'm not worried about. It. Yeah. Now, now the problem is if. All of a sudden, Rosen hits his head. He goes lights out. That's the problem. Yep. <laughs> you have a Carson, Fol- you know, Wentz, Nick Foles situation again. Correct. Well, but yeah, but I think they, but this time they trade, they trade this Nick Foles quick. Oh yeah. 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 Fell high. But anyway, I, like I said, eight and eight. I'll even go seven and nine and. I think we will be third in the division. Ooh. All right. Well, sounds like a segue to me. Oh, Ooh. it's it's uh it's New England. All no. right. No. Okay. No. Yeah, it is. It's New England. Is it New England or is it Jets? It's New England. It's, it's Alphabetic order. New England. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's New England. Yep. So, this offseason is a little uh, interesting for the past. It's probably the most interesting offseason I've had in the last two-plus decades or so. I mean, between, obviously, Brady starting everything and then all their other key departures, be it like Jamie Collins, Van Noy, um, Gaskowski, who 
say what you will in terms of some of the PATs that he was missing last full season that he was there. It was still a hell of a kicker for them for a long period of time. So they basically turn around their entire team. It looks like they're going in like tank mode. I mean, for the best that Belichick's willing to go from a tank mode and then bring in Cam and shift everything up. So, you know, that complete offseason in terms of what was in their control was interesting to begin with. And then all the guys who opted out are staggering. If you look at what the guys that they have opted out versus some of the other teams that have opted out in the season. I mean, you're looking at just trying to think of like all the guys who they have right now between uh, Hightower opted out and Patrick Chung, Chung yeah. opted out, Cannon opted out. You know, you've got Devlin who retired, who was hurt last year, which really threw a thorn in their offense last year. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, I think what the biggest thing with Cam is like Cam's not going to be on this contract for more than one year. Correct. It's just a matter of is he going to be the quarterback for them? Mm-hmm long-term after this season or was this an experiment just to kind of bridge the gap and I think a lot of that's going to depend on how competitive they really are um last year I think where they're running for the biggest problems <clears throat> excuse me where they were running their typical offense <coughs> without their typical personnel if you look at the way the New England's offense typically runs is they'll rely heavily on their tight ends they rely heavily on Edelman coming over the middle they rely heavily on James White coming out of the backfield but with some of the injuries that they sustained, you're lining up James White as a receiver. So now you're taking one of your best offensive weapons that they have in terms of just throwing him out of the backfield, out of the equation. They were double teaming Edelman. So now you're taking away your most reliable receiver. Nikhil Harry gets hurt, you know, early on in the preseason, I think. It was. So he was out for a while. By the time that he finally got back in the swing of things, Season already pretty much over with at that point, so he didn't have a full season underneath his belt. Sanu's experiment, I don't think, worked for the system they had in place, and they didn't even have a tight end, I don't think, you know, for the majority of the season. It's, you know, they had Ben Watson that came through, and even he didn't catch anything for the first few weeks. So their offense was, like, they ran it very similar to the way that they've run the offense in years past. They just didn't have the personnel to back up. So it'll be interesting in terms of like Isaiah Wynn, does he have a full healthy season this year? Does he keep it up? Like, are they going to completely change that offense now that Cam's in? Do they say, okay, we're going to start, you know, developing to his skill sets? And that's really going to be the ultimate question is like, how much of it was Brady and how much of it was Belichick? And I think that both of them are out to prove which would have more of an impact. But yeah, between all the people that have opted out, all the people that they lost in the offseason, it's. It's interesting. I think Belichick's going to be looking at this as a very schematically year. I'm not sure if that's a real word or not, but, you know, usually it's okay. He has what he has, you know, plays for the team that he's playing or coaches up against, I should say, the team that he's playing, preps for it, tries to take players out. This year, I think he's going to completely change his game set each year. And you can tell last year, like, as good as their defense was, they were dominating early on. And then as the season progressed, you could slowly and surely start to see that score is getting a little bit closer, you know, some holes opening up in their game. And they think before you knew it, it was going into the playoffs. It was a very shaky playoff run. You know, they lost the bye week, the last week of the year in a game that they should have won. You know, they, I don't want to say they took Tennessee lightly, but they had Tennessee at a home game and they just seemed like they were asleep for, three quarters of the game. Yeah, I, I really think that it boils down. Their defense has some lo- key losses 
um, both with defensive departures and guys opting out this season. You know, Collins, I thought, was huge for them last year, and it didn't really seem like he had a lot of attention going to Detroit, but that guy, he fits perfectly within their system, so not having him hurts, and I could see them going anywhere from... Nine and seven. I mean, if Cam gets hurt and if Cam's, you know, not productive, then I could see them tanking the season, which is completely asinine for me to say. But, you know, <laughs> like looking at their team, like they have $33 million in cap space right now. They're, I think, maybe like a couple of weeks ago, they were in like 600,000 of cap space. So yep. with guys opening up, that certainly helped, but it's just a matter of, what do you have left to put on the field to put a competitive team? So this year is, it's a complete crapshoot. Yeah. So I have a question. Um, yeah. How did you feel about them signing Cam? And as a fan, who do you think is more responsible, Brady or Bill? For this oof. So oof, those are two excellent questions. <laughs> Um, I'll start with the Cam one first. Um, me as a fan of the team, me as a fan of the team wanting them to win, I thought it was great. I thought, sure. you know, I think Cam has a chip on his shoulder. He has something to prove. Um, if he can remain healthy, I think he can, you know, I don't want to say necessarily dominate the league, but I think he can prove that he's a very, very, very great quarterback or very good quarterback at that and be more than serviceable for that team. If I'm looking at it, well, what does this mean for them five, six, seven years from now, which is I think where the whole Brady-Belichick thing started a few years ago with Garoppolo is, is he the quarterback for them three years from now? If you think the answer to that is yes, well, then I think it's a great signing and I think they'll do whatever they can to build the team around him. If you think the answer to that is no, well, then did you sacrifice your chance of a bad season to get a top quarterback that's going to be their QB of the future? So it really depends on it's it it was like a two sides of the coin, like the immediate season. Loved it. The long term is I don't know if he's going to be there three, four years from now. Right, right, right. I never looked at it that way. I don't think he's going to stay long, but I never looked at it in terms of they might be missing a chance to draft the future quarterback. Yeah. Like with everybody that they lost, you know, you know, it's either Sidham was going to be serviceable and okay, <clears throat> fine. You know, you're going to have your team or he was going to be terrible and you're going to get, you know, a chance to get Lawrence next year. Maybe they don't finish last, but you know, I think Belichick's pride is more than anything else that came out that noon signing, which is, hey, look, I've got a quarterback that I can pay next to nothing this year, well below the value he should be earning on the open market. Sure. And the guy has something to prove. And if he comes out and proves what he needs to prove, then I can turn, not to use the Randy Moss comparison, but Randy Moss was not looked at over favorably. You know, when he was in Oakland, he traded what a fourth round pick to get him. Right. You know, and within one year, all of a sudden, he's the best receiver in the game again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's where I think Belichick's looking at it as a challenge. And to that end, I could see them completely changing their offensive structure, which they're going to have to regardless of their personnel. And I could see them having a nine and seven, 10 and six season. If it doesn't work out, I, 
yeah, but it's like really that's the question. Like, did you sacrifice five years from now just to prove that you can be a competitive team right now? Which goes against everything that Belichick wanted to do when he wanted to ship Brady out instead of Garoppolo. Correct. Here's here's the thing. I don't. I personally don't think. I don't think whatever happens this year. I don't think they sacrifice much as far as getting. I mean, let's just be honest. You talk about drafting a really good quarterback. Name. A quarterback that they drafted that was drafted lower than Brady. There isn't. Yeah. Yeah. My my point isn't to say that you don't. I mean, you can find you know great quarterbacks grow on trees. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, as great as Tom Brady has been. He, it helped him be great by being in the, the perfect situation for Oh, him. yeah, easily. So my point my point is saying that isn't that uh, don't worry about drafting a quarterback. Is I don't think if they go 9-7, 10-6 or whatever, that's going to stop them from winning the division or and possibly being in the Super Bowl again. Like, I trust, dude, I trust as much as I hate to say this, they have a better front office, man. They don't, but it's been consistent, and that's kind of the thing. Like, you know, consistency in the NFL is key. Like, there's so much turnover on a yearly basis that a coach and even a front office staff doesn't have time to fully develop something. Now, granted, they kind of hit lightning in the bottle that first year or two, but yeah, there's no better front office, but that's because they've, by and large, remained together. They've did what they needed to do, and, you know, if you're putting out perpetual winners each year, you're not getting the... You know, think for the fans like, oh, wait a minute, we haven't won a Super Bowl in X number of years. We gotta completely reshuffle something. Like coaches that make the playoffs or make the championship game, unless they do something really bad, shouldn't get fired year over year. And it seems to happen a lot of times where you get like really solid coaches and really solid front office. Like, nope, sorry, you didn't win the big game, so we're gonna completely go a different direction before we can really establish something long term. Yeah, but I guess my point is that I think. To me, it was telling that he wanted to ship Brady. Oh yeah, uh, and keep and keep Garoppolo. But it's, what's even more telling is, I was just just uh, maybe a few days ago, I was watching. They had uh, Tyreek, uh, not Tyreek. It was uh, Lashawn McCoy, mm-hmm. and they were talking about and they were talking about this very thing with Brady and uh, Belichick, and they were talking about how great Brady was. Well, McCoy was saying how great, like it's Tom Brady, you know, he's whatever. And then they were talking about somehow that they mentioned Jimmy G, and he said everyone in the league wants him to throw the ball. They, the 49ers were good because they ran the ball. Yeah. And so that's telling right there to say that he wanted to send, he wanted to send Brady away for a guy that people know that they want him throwing the ball. That tells me. Dodgick sees a certain type of quarterback, and I can win with this dude yep. not because that guy is great, but because I can build around him to where he won't hurt us. Yep. There you go. And that's and that's what it was like. That was Brady's mo. The first what three four years that he was in that system, it was do enough just to drive down the field, 
do enough not to turn the ball over. We're going to rely heavily on our defense. We're going to rely on our running game. We're going to bring guys in a different, you know, time frames and areas. And that's how his first few years in the league shaped up. And then as he got more comfortable with the system, as he got player personnel that always came through, he came into the quarterback that he developed into. But yeah, that was basically what it is. Like, hey, give me enough to not lose the game. And I'll rely on my other pieces to win the game for me. But yeah, to your point with Garoppolo, I think that's where he was looking at it. I think he saw Garoppolo as a guy he had another 10, 15 years of being competitive with. Rather than Brady, who he had like two or three. And, you know, he lost the battle a couple of years ago and then he won it this offseason. But, so then your second question. I'm sorry. sorry, No, go ahead. You first. No, 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 you, know, you, you didn't ask. You go ahead. No, I was going to say the second question in terms of who's more responsible over the years of Brady and Belichick. I, I don't know. It's going to be one of those things where I think no matter what happens this season or next season, people are always going to look at it. And like, I don't think either one of them is going to have nearly the level of success apart as they did with each other. Um, it's tough because Belichick always put a competitive team around Brady. Yep. But to your point just now, it's he Brady was never like the mold of an Aaron Rodgers or a Peyton Manning. You know, he was just always more of the guy of play within the system, do what the system needs me to you know, exceptionally and the results speak for themselves. But I don't think that you could just throw him on another team and all of a sudden expect the same level of success for him. Correct. Whereas I think Belichick, I think, could mold a quarterback that's like a lesser quarterback into a team that's still going to produce wins. Gotcha. Yeah, we're going to see. Like, I'm dying to see how it pans out. I feel like Brady's got the upper hand, all things considered. What yep. he has around him in Tampa, considering what Bill's facing, <laughs> bringing in Cam, losing all the guys. Uh, the other only thing is Belichick's probably almost done. He probably doesn't want to stick around for five more years to rebuild something. So, we'll... does he seem like a guy who's got a lot of hobbies? <laughs> I mean, not no. at all. <laughs> not at all. I mean, but, you know, he's getting up there. He lets his dog make his draft picks for him. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, part of the Patriots' success. For, for years and it's been 20 years like that that sucks um that's oh, awesome i know what you're talking about is yeah <laughs> jets um <laughs> is that the the afc east just hasn't been good for 20 years um i know speaking from the the jets not to, to quickly segue to my stuff they've had one coach who's had a 500 record since belichick left that that two day hiring before he got yep. taken over to uh, to New England, right. that was Al Groh, the first year. Yikes! <laughs> Just Al Groh. Um, but how many of coaches I mean, have they was, had during that period of time? Also, uh, I was actually just looking at this. Let's see here. Uh, Al Groh, Herm Edwards, Eric Mangini, Rex Ryan, Todd Bowles, Adam Gates. Yikes. That's a lot. It of is. Yep. Yeah. It's like one every three, three and a half years. Grow for one. Herm for from uh, 01 to 05. Mangini from 06 to 08. 
Rex from 09 to 14. Rex Ryan is the longest tenured Jets head coach in Woody Johnson's ownership. Wow. Jesus. Holy crap. Um, but yeah, so the AFC East has been has been pretty garbage. So even in down years for the Patriots, they were able to, to make do, right? Um, if Gronk goes down or he wants to retire and go wrestle and party yep. on a boat or, you know, we alluded to it before, or not even alluded, outright said it. Matt Castle went a lot more than he should have and a lot less than he should have. Um, so it, he, they really benefited there. Um, I was looking while you were talking, you know, say, oh, they've they lost the, the six guys to COVID and. Um, or six guys opted out because of COVID yep. and uh, traded away Brady and and Gronk kind of still feels like a lost person, a yep. lost player, yeah. because he's now somewhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But looking through the roster, if I said, okay, so I got this team, uh, Cam Newton's the quarterback, you got Julian Edelman at wide receiver, also have Marquise Lee and Mohamed Sanu uh, for running backs. <laughs> Let me give you some James White and Sony Michelle. Um both McCordy's in the back in the uh, in um, DBs, uh, Lamar Miller for running back as well. Rex Burkhead, who knows the system there. It it doesn't seem like all that bad of a roster. It doesn't. Uh, I mean, Lee's one of the guys I just was looking at. He opted out this year. Um, oh, did he? Still, yeah. But I mean, yeah. you still have okay, you, so you still have that Edelman. Line. You still have Harry, who I have a lot of high hopes on Harry. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. So they still got a good roster. They've got a solid roster. It's just, do they have too much turnover in a year where they've had years with a lot of turnover, like one off seasons and next, but they've always had that one constant in that position. You remove that constant and have a lot of turnover. Like, look, if there's any coach in the league that can do it, Belichick's the type of you know, coach who can completely reinvent the team that he's going to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's a matter of, I think, they're really going to have to change their offense last year or this year, I should say. If you look at their red zone offense for 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, they're always in like the top five, top 10 in terms of red zone offense. I think they were like 23rd or 26th in the league last year just Mm -hmm. in red zone offense because normally that offensive personnel that they rely on heavy in the tight ends, heavy on the Edelman, heavily on the like complimentary receivers that they have in that piece James White, love James White but more of a receiver out of the backfield, when you have to line them up in the receiver spot, completely changes the team, you know your offensive line, you have James Devlin goes down, it's a fullback in, you know, 2019 2020, like who cares but Mm -hmm. he was an integral part of that offense helping to open up that hole so now you can get Michelle running through the middle, now you can get Inactive. like Michelle like just needed some time to get going and the line was just collapsing on them so they couldn't really get their run game going last year as a result now you have to start spreading out your offense and now you're just double teaming Edelman and that's where a lot of their offensive woes happen so yeah on paper it's still but a now solid. you also have a quarterback who can move exactly and if he starts running yep. he's not running like uh, I don't know any Randall Cunningham kind of you feel yeah. like he's not going to run anybody over kind of thing Cam gets going, he can run despite yeah. how he wants to. Yeah. Um, whereas Brady was stationary. I mean, oh, yeah. It, you go Brady's from the pocket pass. Yeah. Right? You go from Bledsoe to Brady in 
what, 30 years or so of offense? <laughs> it's not the most exactly fleet of yeah. foot, you know, That's position like that you have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, so I'm up in Connecticut here, and, you know, obviously no real pro teams ourselves here in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody's a Pats fan because they've been winning, and the Giants and Jets are in Jersey, and uh, and they haven't won anything recently. Um, everybody's a Pats fan and they almost got lulled into like this false sense of security because like you said, they had that constant for so many years. It was Brady and Belichick. Yep. And now half of the, the dynamic duo isn't there anymore. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm not ready to, to put on my suit and go to the funeral yet. I, yeah, I'm, they gotta lose. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm just tripping on like how, <laughs> like I'm, I'm like y'all not, were y'all asleep when Belichick was doing some of the stuff he was doing? I mean, number one, they're still gonna cheat. Yeah, yeah like, like stretching the rules. Like, we know that. <laughs> yeah, we know I'm still gonna that. videotape you. I'm still gonna deflate the ball. Yeah, stretching <laughs> the rules. <laughs> but, but oh, I mean, but but in all seriousness, I mean, talk like just like. This is a bunch set, man. When you listen to that roster, that eerily, that roster is not that different. Yeah. From if, if I listed all those names and said, Panthers. and you have Belichick as the coach, you're like, oh, wait a minute. It's when you put yeah. that Patriots, oh, I'm used to Tom Brady being there part of it. You're like, oh, but wait. Uh. Like, okay, how how much how much worse is that roster than that 15 and 1 Cam team that went to the Super Bowl? Yeah, in, in a tougher division. Yep. That, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, wasn't Kelvin Benjamin their best receiver that year? No, he got hurt that year. Oh, he got hurt that year. He tore his ACL in camp. Oh yeah, yeah. Was Edelman hurt last year? Why do I vaguely remember that? Uh, he was like he off a couple and on. Yeah, he missed a couple of games, no. but it wasn't anything like serious. It's just. You know, he was wasn't one hundred percent healthy, and he couldn't get open because everybody was double, triple teaming him. Yeah, but but didn't he miss the first few games for like was that last year for the uh, whatever he took that wasn't approved? Yeah, you're right. It was the yeah, first few games something. last yeah. year. Then he came back, and then he had like an abdomen injury, I think, that he yeah. missed like one or two games, and then you know it was just he was battling it the rest of the season. Yeah, if they can get a full season out of him. That exponentially boost their chances. Oh, it sure. does. But I mean, I think their biggest. Like, I keep going back to Harry. I think Harry is a huge key in their offense this year. Like, if he can take, like, he showed flashes last year. But you get a full season and off season, which you know, unprecedented off season. Yes, but if you can get a full off season, get him kind of developing it up and going, that I think completely changes the dynamic. Of that office, I think that then frees up Edelman more. And I think once you free up Edelman more, I think that's when you can start seeing Sanu start developing better into that offense as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. If you got yeah. White out of the backfield, Edelman in the slot, Sanu going a little bit deeper, uh, running with Michelle, Cam moving out of the pocket, making plays. It, it's all Belichick can design a play for everybody yeah. moving. A lot of movement confuse everybody on the field except for the guys who know what's going on. I mean, the person the person on the uh, hot seat is uh, Josh McDaniels. Oh, big time! So he has to he has to make he has to make this thing as easy as pie for Cam. 
he does that, I'm sorry. Like, it's, they're, they're winning that division. Yeah. yeah well, I think I'm, I'm not opposed. Yeah. <laughs> and their thing is, like, they run a lot of slots, and then they, like, they throw in the trick plays. So I think your, you know, periodic trick plays are still going to happen. But, yeah, I think if they design the system around Cam, I think their outlook this year is a lot better than if they try to have Cam play in their system. I mean, but, but there's there's been nothing there's been nothing to this point that makes you think that makes me think that that's they're going to try to put the square peg in the round. Yeah. Mm. Like there's nothing there's nothing they've never been like that. I mean, dude, they ha- they had success with Jacoby Brissett, which I actually think is a pretty de- decent quarterback. Yep. But I mean, I was kind of really you know when they shipped him out, and I was like, Ugh, actually, I think he probably could have done something there, but you know. But hey, we spent a lot of time with them because I mean, let's be honest, they're, they're the most exciting uh, thing to talk about because they, there's so many what ifs. There's a lot of drama with that. But uh, we will segue to the New Jersey Jets. Yeah, they are. I mean, the New York Jets. <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> okay, sorry. I was still I was going back to that Matt Castle thing, trying to to figure out how many uh, wins he actually got. I swear it was 11 and 5. Yeah, let me think um, about yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Jets. Um, I feel like at the beginning of every year, it's like the the intro on on Major League, uh, you know, the old Indians movie. <laughs> where it's like, oh, they're still crap. Um, so before I get into what they added and what they lost and everything and who wins, just to, to recap last year. They started off one and seven. Like that was painful. Yeah. Uh, they ended up seven and nine. They they pulled pulled it up. Um, but this year it's I I'm not optimistic. Uh, additions. So right off the bat, uh, they shined uh, Josh Doxson. Um, had a little problem with wide receiver last year, uh, and they wanted to, to kind of bolster that up. Um, also picked up Greg Van Roten, a guard, and uh, Connor McGovern at center. Um, helped shore up that offensive line. Uh, helped block for, for Le'Veon Bell if Gase will ever let him run anywhere. Uh, I had high hopes last season when they picked up Brian Khalil and kind of pulled him out of retirement. Um, but he went on IR, I don't know, like week eight or nine. And he, it, there was nothing. He was out. Um they signed Frank Gore, who's in his 87th season. No, no, no. Uh, still a good, solid player. Uh, nice change of pack, uh, change of pace back from from Le'Veon. Uh, Joe Flacco, one year deal. Uh, he's currently on the pump list, I believe. Uh, still getting his neck checked out. Uh, they signed Lamar Jackson. Um, that was a guy from Nebraska, second team all big time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was waiting on it. I was waiting on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, they, uh, and they picked up Bradley McDougald um, and, a, and a bunch of draft picks. They got a, a first in 2021, a first in 2022, and a third in 2021. Um, yeah, that, that McDougald one picking him up hurts a little bit because it means they lost Jamal Adams. Uh, but back right. <laughs> quickly to the draft, yep. who they actually did draft this year. Um, Bryce Hall, uh, he was out of 
Oh, I don't remember now. I didn't write that down. I forget what school he went to. But a cornerback, uh, he fell in the draft this year only because he fractured his ankle a senior year. couldn't play anything. Um, so they're looking to see how he bounces back. He has shut down corner potential. Um, we'll see how that goes now that we've said that there's no corners in the AFC East. Or no uh, wide receivers. Um, uh, Makai Becton, uh, tackle. Dude is 6'7", 265. Yeah. That was at the draft. I'm sure he's put on size since then. He's going to be good. Uh, he's he's going to be good. I'm looking for him on that line with uh, Van Roten and McGovern. Um, they'll, they'll help out there as well. Um, it hurts me to say that there'll be a, a Mims name on the back of a Jets jersey. <laughs> uh, Denzel Mims. Uh, yeah. Dude put in a, a 4 3 8 40 at the, the combine. Uh, he can run, and the Jets need wide receivers. Uh, Is that the they also, kid? in the off Baylor, yeah. Okay. Because uh, in the offseason, they also lost Robbie Anderson, who I feel at times was hit or miss. Yep. Um, and, and talked a lot more than, than he played or caught, you know. His mouth, the volume, wasn't as much as his production, the volume. Um, Bilal Powell, who I was never big on, but he was consistent. Mm. Um, could always play, always you know, catch the ball at the backfield, uh, always good for a few runs. I got angry the last season when he would get a few more touches than, uh, than Bell, but I don't know how much of that was um, me watching the team I like versus me watching my fantasy squad. Um, and Quincy Anunia, Anunwa, sorry. Uh, he got cut. He had a, a neck injury week seven, I believe it was last year. Uh, he's out for the whole season. Uh, he was a nice, reliable wide receiver as well. Uh, also lo- losing this year, uh, that previously mentioned Josh Doxson. Uh, he opted out, as did CJ Mosley, who's played a total of maybe a game and a half for the Jets in two years. That's been a great pickup. Damn. Uh, Andrew. Yeah, Andrew Henson's all about having him back in Baltimore. Um, who else opted out? Leo Colum- I Another center whose name I can't even pronounce. That's way long. I ain't going to butcher that one. Uh, so they've only had the three guys there. Uh, what else do I have offensive-wise notes? Um, just kind of outlook on the team. My big question is, who is Darnold going to throw to? Uh, they didn't re-sign Robbie Anderson or, LeBall, or Bilal Powell. They cut Anunma because of his neck, and he's out. Dachton because of COVID. Uh, they signed Brashad Perriman. Oh, boy. Hmm? And they got uh, <laughs> Mims. Uh, I said second-round pick from Baylor, and God's yeah. trolling me with the name. Um, yep, 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 yep. Le'Veon Bell. Um, so, be, like I mentioned earlier, they've had the the one coach since you know Belichick's two day hiring, uh, who's been over five hundred, which is that's the entire Woody Johnson era. Um, Leon Hess died after the Super Bowl that year. The team was or Super Bowl ninety nine team was auctioned off. Um, it was bought by Woody Johnson in January. Belichick's two days. Gro took over after that. They have never had... I've never been thrilled with their coaches. Minus Herm Edwards. Um, just because Herm, Herm can talk. Um, Gase, I, I don't know why 
they originally brought him on. I don't know why they kept him on. I don't know why he's a head coach in the NFL. <laughs> um, they need to to let Le'Veon Bell play. Yeah. Give him the ball. Let him do some stuff and block. Throw some blocks. Let him make some moves. Bring in Gore as a, a nice change of pace back. Um, yeah. Wide receiver-wise, they have 10 wide receivers. Uh, Perriman's in his... He's got six years under him. Uh, they've got four guys with three years, one with one year, and three rookies. It's a, a wide range. Um, I was looking at ages and, and average time in the league before. Average age of the squad is 25. Average years experience is like 3.3. If you take Oof. out Frank Gore and Steve McClendon, uh, who have 16 and 11 years each, that drops to like 2.98. Wow. They are, they are not been in the league long um defense no Mosley again no Adams now because he's in Seattle uh see him in a couple weeks uh they need an edge rusher they haven't had one really since John Abraham went to to Atlanta back in 05 Mm -hmm. um Marcus May had a a good 2019 but he was overshadowed because he's playing on a team with Jamal Adams Uh, if he can reproduce that hopefully he puts up some numbers there, a uh, couple defensive passes there. Uh, he's in a contract year, so hopefully he wants to show up. They've got the second toughest schedule in the league. Uh, on their list, the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Rams, the Colts, and the Chiefs. Um, let me just go back to, where is that? Their actual schedule sucks a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, it goes... Bills, Niners, Colts. So I think they could potentially drop all three of those. Broncos, Cardinals, Chargers, they could win all three of those. So they're three and three. Then Bills, Chiefs, Patriots. Okay, we're at the three and six. Dolphins, Dolphins, Raiders. They're at six and six. Noticing a pattern. (laughs) You wish. (laughs) You wish. Seahawks, Rams, Browns, Patriots. Like they they could conceivably be seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven, somewhere in that five hundred range, uh, assuming they don't, yeah, eat it all. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. They're they're rebuilding. It's and I'm not sure when rebuilding is going to be done. Uh, I'm not totally sure what year it started. Uh, it's still going on. They, yeah. It's not going to be great this year. It's going to be painful. Um, I look for them to be third in the East. Uh, I think they'll be probably a game above Miami. Um, they'll be flip-flopping back and forth. I think the whole division is a, a, a two-team race if it's Bills or if it's Patriots. And then bringing up the rear is the Jets and the Dolphins. Agreed. It's yep. Yeah, it, it's the Bills and Patriots division to lose. Um, the Jets would need a lot to go right to be third in consideration. Let's stop it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, like eight and eight, it was great. They went one and seven, and then to seven and nine. 
but that got them what a, a mid top ten pick. Like they they've always been in that that mid to low top ten. They never lose enough to get a, a top top pick or have enough stuff to actually move around. Um, luckily, that that Adams trade does get him another first for for next year, but it's Seattle's first. They're not going to yep. be bad, right? So with the twenty seventh pick in the NFL draft, the Jets select <laughs> <laughs> like. And it, it's not like they're a few pieces away. They need some solid receivers. Um, they need some DBs. Uh, a new coach, yeah. I would love to, to draft a new coach. That'd be excellent. Um, they did pick up uh, two DBs from the Colts, which never seems like a good idea. Uh, one who was cut and one who they traded for a sixth rounder during the draft, uh, Quincy Wilson and Pierre Desir. Why you want two guys from the same team that that team didn't want didn't make any sense to me, but whatever. Um, yeah, it, it could be painful this year. We'll see. Ideally, uh, oh, and they also didn't resign Demarius Thomas, who I know didn't produce much. He had like 36 receptions, 400 plus yards, and and one TD that he scored like week 13 or 14 last year. Um, but I'd like to think I'm obviously not in the locker room, but I'd like to think he was uh, a leader in there and at least could could talk to the younger guys. I, I think this year is going to be a lot of back and forth, a lot of like I said, oh and three, three and three, three and six, six and six. <laughs> so. And for the record, Matt Castle was ten and five. Yep. They they went they went ten and six because remember that the first game Brady tore his ACL. Ah. Right. Uh, well, they were eleven. That's right. Yeah, they were eleven to five that year. But yeah, it was that whole thing, right? No, I think they were ten. No, no, I think they were ten and six. Mm, I I pulled up their Wikipedia page. I thought Wikipedia is always okay. right, but yeah. Oh. It, so no, must, yeah. So they must. They okay. still pulling up a double digit win with or season with Matt Castle. <laughs> Yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. And actually, that was the, his highest completion percentage of his career. That's surprised. That year. That's surprised. Castles? Yeah, of course. Cause... Yeah. Yep. Hey, hold on. And no way. It was the highest yardage of his career. Of course. Yep. Anyway, but um, so yeah. Besides Kansas City, it was the most games he played. Sure. Sure. Most completions, most attempts, most yards, uh, most rushing attempts, most rushing yards, most rushing TDs too. (laughs) Yeah. Always that mobile backfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a feet a foot. Yeah, he um, did have more touchdowns when he played for Kansas City two years later, but so um, so what's the consensus? What what's the order? Who wins the division? Patriots. Oof. I got the Pats. I got the Pats, and I can't believe that you guys are going to get. I, I just can't believe it. I, 
I'm going to go the pass. I think you guys convinced me more than I was convinced going into the <laughs> call. But yeah, I'm going to go pass. Unanimous, bro. Pats across the board. It's the Bills to win, the Patriots to lose. And, yeah, yeah, facts. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, and then Miami. Miami and Jets are just there. Uh, yep. we, nah. Yeah, I say Pats slightly over the Bills, then I go Dolphins third and Jets fourth. Thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> higher draft picks. Think of it like that. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're building something in South Beach. We're building something. But, um, but yeah, that's about that, man. Hey, fellas. I appreciate it, man. You guys definitely, um, damn, you guys came uh, with you guys, yeah, man. You guys came with it, man. You guys increased the property value around this nice. place, man. Yeah, uh, man, gentrification, damn it. <laughs> but, um, but no, uh, yeah, that was that was great stuff, man. I mean, I mean, now we got to Now we really, gee, we really got to pick. We got to be careful who we're gonna pick for the next. Division. No yeah, doubt. <laughs> No um, doubt. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, thanks, fellas, man. Thank I you. Appreciate it. Um, no worries, son. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, we will. Uh, not sure how we're going to do this college, uh, this college football preview because because there's not going to be one because it ain't going to be <laughs> happening. <laughs> <laughs> no hey, tremendous well, and no. Well, well, I don't know. The way this is going, it's like it's going to be, I don't know, because the ACC and the uh, SEC are definitely... Um, they're saying they're in. They're going yeah, full stubborn. Yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, once again, thanks, fellas. I appreciate it, man. Uh, and this will not be the last time we, got, we hit you guys up for some uh, content. Awesome. Yeah. So... No worries. <clears throat> so, so, G... Um, I appreciate you taking on Buffalo and 